Howdy, class. Guess what we're going to be learning about today. I know, I know. Y'all have been impatient. Or very patient. A little bit of both. I'm looking at you. What are you going to teach us this time? More about loots? Listen, you gotta learn the basics before you can do anything. And, um, what's your name again, kid? I am Thomas McFan. Okay, Fanny. Anyway, Fanny, you gotta learn to play the instrument before you can learn to make them. And you gotta learn to make them before you can put magic in them. So... I can do a great many things. I am very talented, and I don't need you telling me how to make my instruments. I'm doing quite fine on my own, thank you very much. Oh, you're doing fine on your own? Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that why you got no soul in your plane? Is that why the magical effects you have are only half as powerful as they could be? Because I teach you, you know, how to get the full effect. But if you're so insistent that you know everything, why don't you step out the class? Um, well, I just... If you don't want to learn, fine by me. I ain't no skin off my nose. But you'll only ever to be half as powerful as you could be. I don't... If you don't learn to listen. Uh, I, I can't... Uh, fine. Isn't that a good boy, Fanny? Now, all of you need to know that the key to magic in string instruments is the vibration. You gotta make sure that it vibrates deep within your soul. You gotta feel that deep in the core of your power. If you don't, well, you'll just be half as effective because you won't have the whole of your heart in it. Now, we're gonna move on from lutes to the violin. And Miranda will draw a violin out from her desk. It's black, lacquer, but it's painted with different colored roses. Now, I prefer to use mine like a fiddle. But some of you highfalutin' learning types might be able to do things that I can't. After all, classical orchestra ain't gonna produce the kind of magic that a fiddle can, and vice versa. But you can still learn the techniques. The difference between a fiddle and a violin is just what lies in your soul. And both can be as great as the other. And Miranda will start to play a long plaintive note that sings through the room and then goes into a long dip of silence. And then she'll whirl around, the strings playing, the long, twisting notes hurling in the air almost visibly, and then flames will sparkle around her feet, embers around her hair, firelight illuminating her face. The song is at once both wild and longing, Desperate and electric. It's the kind of song that will take your heart, bound it up in twine until it's ready to burst, and then let you down slowly. Those ties coming loose. But you always remember. You always remember the hold it had on you. And as she stops, she lowers the violin, looks at the class, firelight still dancing in her eyes and says the power of your magic comes from your heart revel in it and you'll always be able to find it you may not know who you are yet you may never know I don't know who I am yet but you can feel what you could be and that's more than enough
Hey everybody, welcome to the Forge Academy. A little smaller week this week, it's just me and Chris. Hi Chris, how are you? Hi Steven, how are you? Fantastic. Um, before we jump into the episode real quick, a couple announcements real quick. One, FayFest 2021, March 13th and 14th. Uh, we have four games scheduled for those two days, all on our Twitch channel, so go to twitch.tv slash Academy to find all of those. We're raising money for an organization called Black Girls Code, which teaches black girls between the ages of 7 and 17 coding and computer science and programming to help break into that industry. Uh, we also are affiliated with Greenleaf Geek, so if you go to greenleafgeek.com and use the code FAYFORGE on your checkout, you get 10% off uh, all the curated sets, not the handmade sets. Uh, I just got my custom FayForge sets in, and they are so beautiful. I'm showing them to the Twitch chat right now, and you can't see it on my camera. Um... But it's amazing. Uh, and we are also affiliated with Loot Crate. So if you go to LootCrate.com and use the code Steven15 on checkout, you get 15% off your subscription box. And last but not least, uh, if you love the podcast, make sure you go give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And if you want to figure out other ways to support us, you can go to Patreon.com slash FayForgeAcademy. Uh, the link will be in the show notes. Uh, but we have episodes of Bedtime Stories with Brina that get fully edited and posted there. We have interviews with the cast members. You have you get access to CPS subclass. There's all sorts of great stuff. So um, make sure you check that out. And with that, let's go take a little trip to the Forge Academy. Rain, it's taken a few days, but you have assembled all the pieces of your assignment to create this object in whatever fashion it may be um, to, one, protect you from the amount of iron that's at the school, and two, prove that you do have the skills that it takes to craft and be a student at the Forge Academy. Um, as you kind of return from this little adventure where you met Burt Bark and Tiny Tree and the Willow Dryad Il Alia gifted you a seed from themselves. Uh, what do you do? So the second I get my hands on that seed, I'm going to race back to the dorms, probably pop Colonel into his larger form so that he can carry mm-hmm. the Midnight Lily for me. Okay. And I'm going to... Actually, no, I would have to... I'm gonna have to process that into a die, so probably go back to the dorms, grind up some the lily in order to get it into pigment, start that process, and then I don't the seed is the seed soft enough for me to grind some of it or like shave some of it? Yeah. Let's probably sneak into Besky's room and use <laughs> the cheese grater or something. Just like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Perfect. Okay. Yeah, 
I need to process them all and to die first, but yes, or ink, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then once I have all those ready, I'm going to race to Perseverance's office. Okay. Uh, so as you get to his office, the the doors the doors open. He's always got there's there's always different plants in his in his office. And he sees you. Ah, rain it was it? Yes. Oh yes, yes, it's me. Uh, please come in, C- come in. How can I? Uh, how can I assist you today? Uh, well, um, uh, as you know, I'm I'm working on uh, getting. The ingredients together that were given to me on this list of items um, for my entrance exam. And I have everything that I need. But, uh, well, I I don't know how much you know, but uh, my craft is actually tattoos. And so I was hoping that perhaps since you offered so kindly, if you could take me to see your friend that did your tattoos, perhaps? Just so I perhaps have a clearer idea of, of... the level of quality that they're looking for? Ah, yes, yes. I remember that conversation. Um, sure. Are you, uh, are you prepared to go to the Feywilds now? Uh, at the mention of the Feywilds, I think Rain definitely freezes for just a moment, um, having never been there and only heard stories about it, uh, during their childhood, but after a, a, a beat or two, probably, uh, yes, 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 I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready. Huh. Well, then let's go. He uh, he kind of shuffles around on his desk real quick as he gathers a couple things. Um, you see him grab this specifically um, off of like one of his shelves. He's got this little like, um, for lack of a b- better way of describing it, almost like a, a holy symbol or something like that, like some mm-hmm. small, very fae looking icon- iconography, um, little like two inch by two inch. I can't think of the word. God um, damn it. I don't know. <laughs> like, like <laughs> thing. Yeah, that's perfect. I'm an, or- I'm an orator. <laughs> uh, uh, he specifically grabs that um, and puts it in his pocket and says, um, I don't know how much you know about the females, but uh, occasionally the winds of magic blow and end time gets a little wonky and this can help protect us from that. Um, so we come back at the same point in time that we leave uh oh it's very helpful uh, anyways uh why don't you uh come with me uh, okay and you head off very easy leaving the the campus with a professor he just kind of waves to some of the guards who are protecting it and takes you into the wilds in a direction you haven't gone before and you see you kind of see these this kind of strange look as you approach what you get the sense very quickly is is the portal and he explains that to you he says one of the things that's so interesting about our world and the Feywilds is there are a great many similarities and it's very simple to cross when you find places that align well Um, and you see really the difference between where you are and like kind of through this magic area um, is the trees look different in as far as color but everything looks like it it matches and and he just starts to walk through and says follow me um is this can i can you just come and go through here does it require any special sort of magic to get in Uh, no it doesn't require special magic it just requires a knowledge of where they are and how to remember where to come out 
fascinated with this explorer background. I am marking, like, I am memorizing the way to get here. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So they do often shift, uh, depending on how the winds flow. Other than that, yeah, this is one of the spots, at least to get to where we're going. Okay. And he, he leads you kind of further as you as you really experience the Feywild. There's something in you. You feel this, like, magic in a way you've never felt before. Um, there's something... Um, there's something that, like, makes your fairy self, like, feel more alive than really you ever have, more connected to this world, like, coming home. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you see this, like, this sunset, essentially, um, 360 degrees around you. Um, it's just like this, where you are at least, this eternal dusk. Um, the colors are vibrant and magical. Um, uh, as, as you walk, he takes you to this, this small lake where there's a hut. Um, kind of looks pretty, it's simple. It's quaint, just this quaint little unassuming hut. He says, uh, you are about to meet Imelda, who is a, I will say a mentor of mine who gave me these. And you see as, as you have been walking in the Feywilds. The tattoos that are up his arms um, are are kind of pulsing with this like blue and green magic. Um, kind of, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you any speculation, but they are. Um, so he approaches and and as as he goes to knock on the door, it just kind of swings open before he gets there. And standing there is this older older lady, um, looks human-ish, long long gray hair. Um, but these like bright, wily eyes uh, looks at you and says, "Ah, you're the fairy friend that I've heard so much about. Been keeping an eye on you." Oh, uh, hello. Well, <laughs> that's probably wise. Hmm. I'm Imelda. Peleus here has told me quite a bit about you. Come in. Uh, and as you step in, you see this this hut. There's this big cauldron in the center. At first glance, everything looks fairly normal. Um, though when you look up, the ceiling basically looks like a field of stars like you a night sky with stars that you've never even seen all over it mm. so Peleus has told me that you are interested in learning about tattoos uh, well yes I, I know a little bit and I will show uh, I will show her the dragon's eye tattoo I'll pull my collar aside mm-hmm. so that she can see it and mm. I think at that also I'm gonna shake my quiver and dump Colonel out onto the ground. I think it's all right if you if you'd like to join us. Um, have him become okay. This Drake self. Ah, welcome, welcome, young Drake. Um, I I have a deal for you, young Rain. Goodness. All right. Well. All right. I'll teach you what I know, but I would like to look into your history through your eyes through your soul uh, what exactly does that mean truthfully I don't know uh, but it will give me a glimpse into who you are what your connection to the roots of the world are why you can hear the song of Ival Hallen. is that the song that's in this box and I'm going to produce the music box that um, mm. Nobi Echo gave me she gets very intrigued. Um, this, like, almost 
almost childlike fascination with this box. This is a slightly different song. This is a song of history. This is a song about where your family comes from, I think. Um, um, oh, all right. Um, I really, it's imperative that I be granted admission into this school, so, uh, yes, I suppose I'll, I'll do whatever I have to do. Wonderful. Take a seat. Uh, (laughs) you can sit on one of my chairs, or I do realize you're a bit smaller than most of the people who join me here. Uh, you can also have a seat on, on this, on my desk. Um, Up to you. Yeah, I'll probably sit (laughs) cross-legged on the desk. Okay. Um, she takes two, her two fingers, her two pointer fingers, and puts them on your temple. Um, and she starts chanting, um... And you watch as her eyes turn this, like, fluorescent, bright purple, covering the whites of her eyes, her irises, the pupils, everything just glows. Um, and in a moment, you feel this, like, connection to something else. You're, you're no longer in this room uh, in your mind. You are kind of floating through this world. You see these hazy memories that don't make sense. Um, nothing really connects. You just see, like... Um, random images of random people popping up um uh in the center of all of this you see um the singing tree with just be different different beings fairies humans elves um all sorts all around it um there is a female figure that kind of floats towards you um faces blurry you can't see um but you can tell their posture is very elegant and strong and whispers to you you are my betrayer. Um, the, the memories start to shift further. Um, the people change. And this other figure, also standing very, very regal and elegant, um, humanoid in nature, but their voice is not human. Um, it's deep. Deep and commanding. He says, You are my redemption. And it snaps back. And... Imelda is standing in front of you and says, Your connection here is far greater than just being a fairy. So you, so you saw all that? Who, who are those people? That is not for me to say. That is for you to discover. Well, that's not very helpful at all. But, uh... <sighs> now, come and sit. And she takes out her... She's got this whole shelf of needles and inks and everything. Um... And sits down and talks you through everything that she has. Uh, and says, so, what is it that you want to start with? Um, well, you see, I I, I have these. Um, and I'm going to produce my special inks that I made this, this morning, whatever time that mm-hmm. was. Uh, and uh, additionally going to uh, produce the needles that uh, I had made at the foundry. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm just going to kind of explain to her what it is that I understand thus far about what I'm doing. Um, kind of give her a brief oversight uh, or a brief overview of what I was able to teach myself, um, which is essentially, you know, a very traditional hand tap method. And uh, I'm going to explain to her in great detail the tattoo that I'm hoping to put on myself. Mm-hmm. So as, as you're kind of explaining, she says, the, the thing that I have learned about these 
the ones I've done to myself, the ones I have given to Perseverance um, and to others in this forest, is that the magic flows from deeper than words or techniques. Um, it flows from your connection to the magic around you um, and channeling that. So when you focus on what you're drawing, what you're inking into your skin or, or another's, um, your, your state in your soul has to be aligned with, with what you're creating, with what you're drawing, with the song that's around you. Um, and that's where the power in these kinds of tattoos come from. It's not, it's not a tradition that can necessarily be passed on. It's not a rune or um, a type of a specific type of ink, though you can grant additional properties through sort of what you what you did. Um, but the true power comes from aligning with what you are creating. Hmm. Well, um, I, I suppose that's helpful. Uh, uh, I don't mean to keep you, uh, but I, I was wondering if you might have a look at this and uh, just tell me if you think... Well, I suppose just tell me what you think. And I'm going to produce my notebook that has the sketch of the, the pictures I sent you yesterday. Mm-hmm. This kind of this design. Um, I suppose that this is what I shall do this afternoon when you get back or whatever time it is. But I, I, well, I must say, uh, I had I had rather thought about putting it somewhere where I might display it rather proudly, but um, I, I've noticed that this symbol in particular, and I'm going to point to the star, uh, s- seems to be upsetting for some. Is there... Is there something I should know? Uh, she takes a breath. That that symbol is old. Um, it has been used to sow a lot of chaos. Oh. It is the symbol of one who thought they could be greater than Suli, than the other fey gods than those in the celestial realm. It's the sign of Kratos Silvertongue. Oh, uh, I've, I've never heard that name before. Not many have. It's a being from the time of lore. Oh, well... There's power in that symbol, but there is danger as well. Um, well, I, I don't mean to upset anyone, but I, I perhaps I shall do a bit more digging before. I, I appreciate it. You're welcome. And thank you for the trust in letting me look into who you are and where you come from. I expect you will not leave this world unchanged. Could I come back and visit? Of course. You are always welcome at my hut. Uh, one, one last question. Uh, did he see all of those things as well? And I kind of like, probably not very discreetly, <laughs> but kind of like gesture over my shoulder towards Perseverance. Oh, don't worry. That was just you and me. All right. Okay, uh, well, should we be going then? I, I have a feeling I might have a little bit more work to do. It seems, it seems as though you do. Thank you for visiting. Peleos, thank you for bringing them. Of course, Imelda. All right, Rain, come quick before the winds of the Feywilds take us somewhere else. Uh, he stands up, uh, and you 
head back to the campus. The rest of the afternoon you have to work on your tattoo. Um, I'm not going to make you roll for that because narratively you have to have it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you failed. Yep. (laughs) Sorry, Chris. Thanks for, thanks for trying to join the podcast. Uh, (laughs) We'll see. see Oh my God. Yeah. um, I mean, that afternoon is spent in contemplation. Like if I want to commit to this, if people are really scared of it, um, probably, probably too nervous to go back to the library and talk to Gibble about it since I know Mm -hmm. that there's something there's, but, um, I might wait. Um, and, uh, probably that evening, uh, I think rain just reaches this point where it's like, honestly, heck it, I'm going to do it anyway. And, um, we'll begin the process of sketching it out to size and and doing all that. So, yeah. So, um, cut to a montage of, of rain working studiously, uh, (laughs) In the common room, since you don't have your own room yet. Yeah. Um, uh, kind of as you work, you're able to, to get the sketch to where you like it. Um, uh, and as you work on on giving yourself this tattoo, you can feel this magic. Though, while you while you are using this needle that has the iron on it, um, it's it's hard for you. You can feel this, this iron um, weighing on you, like eating at your concentration physically being more painful than actually the tapping of the tattoo is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, though, though through this time you do, you are able to, to complete it and you feel kind of as you make the last tap and you feel like it's done, uh, it glows briefly. Um, and the pain you've been feeling in just holding these, these needles, uh, vanishes. Um, and you feel, you didn't even realize that over this time that you've been in the campus, you've actually felt a little bit weaker. Um, and you feel, strong again and and we'll have to find out what happens next time on the Forge Academy Hey, thanks so much for attending the Forge Academy today. Real quick, I want to give a special shout out to Persephone Valentine who did the intro with me. Um, so follow them uh, at Persephoroth on Twitter and Fast Times at D&D High is their show. It's amazing. Um, and she's going to be back soon. Uh, before you go, don't forget to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Academy. Um, and also stop by Greenleaf Geek which is at GreenleafGeek on Twitter and Instagram or GreenleafGeek.com. Get all your dice needs fulfilled. Um, uh, and don't forget that if you use the code FayForge on checkout, you'll get 10% off your order. We are also proud members of the Fandamentals Podcast Network, so make sure you go to thefandamentals.com to catch up on all sorts of pop culture and nerd stuff. 
they have a lot of great articles, a lot of other great podcasts. Um, check them out. And with that, I am your Dungeon Master, Steven. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore bad DM. My name is Ian Gould, and you can find me on Twitter at Ian G. Gould. Hey, I'm Chris. If I'd like to hang out, you can do so alongside me on Twitter at Kiss of Hemlock. Uh, my name is Emily Harmon, and you can find me on Twitter at Emily J.E.A. Harmon. My name is Michael Sinclair II. You can find me at Michael Critz on Twitter and on Twitter. Hey, I'm Kai. You can find me at Twitter at Stonefly underscore Kai. My name is Adelaide Garner. You can find me at Adelaide on Twitter and Action underscore Fiction on Twitch. Theme music by Dave Cole of the Four Orbs podcast. For more music, check out D. Cole Music on YouTube. Additional sound effects and music found at zapsplat.com, tabletopaudio.com, and epidemicsound.com. The Faithforge Academy is a proud member of the Fundamentals Podcast Network.